First day in pads, the fans are back, and the Mason Brooks hype train is rolling. All that and more on your one August Daily Commanders update. Let's go! Greetings and salutations. Welcome to your one August Daily Commanders update. I'm Nathan Perry from Ref the District, and today was the first day in pads, and we are excited because this is where the rubber meets the road. Offensive linemen, defensive linemen actually getting it to put hands on each other. You've got people blocking. You've got the run game trying to form itself. It is quite the day. We've got plenty of things to talk about. The first one that was a little bit of a surprise to me Was Jamin Davis returning to practice today? This seems a little bit odd given his legal situation that we found out and talked about yesterday that he's kind of rushed back in here to practice. Nothing much came from his particular practice, but it was just kind of interesting to note with everything going on off the field that they're putting him back on the field. So we're going to keep tabs on that, and we'll see how quickly they can resolve the legal side of this as we get near the season. He's already kind of prolonged this out one season. And so I doubt he's going to get, you know, lucky enough, I suppose is the words to use and that he will again get to play the full season this year. So hopefully the time served and all that is going to be before the season starts, but you just don't know with how this all is going to play out. So we will keep you updated here on ref the district now the most surprising thing that happened today during training camp unbelievably so was the mason brooks hype train this is an undrafted free agent that washington paid those much money as you can pay an undrafted free agent that means that they really wanted him like they give him premier money to come here and play in washington they could have potentially drafted him as probably a late you know, round target, and they took their chances. He made it to uh, the undrafted side of the house, and they just slapped as much money in his hands as they possibly could. And now he's slapping down last year's second-round pick in Fedarian Mathis. They went to -to head-to-head twice. The first time Mason Brooks got himself the better of Fedarian Mathis and the players were cheering and they wanted a rematch. So, so they got the rematch. And in the second timeout, Mason Brooks, the undrafted free agent rookie put last year's second round pick Fedarian Mathis on his behind. Juan Castillo was beside himself. So hyped about Mason Brooks. This is important for the development of this offensive line, because that's where the biggest questions are in camp. And if a guy like Mason Brooks can continue playing well enough that he is taking down some of the, you know, second team guys, maybe this is a guy who can continue pushing up the ranks. At the very least, this is a guy who might end up on the roster that you might not have expected from an undrafted free agent. But Washington might not want to risk putting him on the practice squad only to have another team snipe him. Now, we tend to over worry about that with kind those, you know, with players that we feel are a little bit talented. That just doesn't necessarily happen. But Washington did get John Ridgeway last year off of the practice squad, and he was a fifth rounder for the Dallas Cowboys. So there is some merit to wondering where Mason Brooks is going to line up. But right now, he's looking pretty good. Let this hype train roll. 
and the offensive line as well. Nick Gates is apparently having some issues with this high snaps. That's according to uh, Linnell Willingham. That's concerning because more so, or, or at least a part of Sam's development, Sam Howell's development is going to be this offensive line. You need a, a good line, not necessarily great. They don't have to all be all pros, but they have to give Sam Howell time to throw. And if the snaps are high or they're erratic, we've seen what that can do. And that will ruin the timing. And that's going to ruin the chances that this offense is going to have, given how good the defense is. So hopefully this is something that Nick Gates can work out here early in the goings as far as training camp is concerned, because this is not something you want to see during the regular season. That will really derail this offense. And by all regards, the offense was having a fairly good day. Now, they were doing their best to get at Montez Sweat and Chase Young, uh, those two trash-talking the offense, uh, which is familiar territory for them, uh, chirping back and forth. Offense did chip Sweat back-to-back with a tight end and a running back, which kind of got under his skin. Uh, but you love to see that. You want to see more of the, you know, the... I want to say chippiness, but you want to see that passion between them and you want them to work together and kind of grow. You know, a lot of people keep saying iron sharpens iron, and this is a a defense that could be potentially ranked number three of the NFL or higher, a top, you know, five defense at the very least, right? So you're hoping that offense can get there and has, you know, something to say. Uh, Zach Selby tweeted out, by the way, we're, you know, that the offense has looked better today than it has in the past few practices. That's a good sign. And that's that iron sharpening iron. You want them to start looking a little bit better. Now, that being said, one of the strangest things about today's practice was during most of the drills, you had the starters playing against the twos. So the ones versus the twos, that was both on offense and defense. So if the Sam Howell and the starters were out there, they were going up against the second team defense. And then if the first team defense was out there, they were going against Jacoby Brissett and the second team offense. So maybe that's to help spark something exciting from the offense and some consistency. And you really need that because this is important as Eric Benemy starts to install really more of his offense as we get along here. He's going to want those ones versus ones. He's going to want that high competition. And Eric Benemy getting fired up today, about three plays into the session, something went wrong, according to Jamal from Hogshaven and Trap or Dive. Great follow, by the way. Um, he tweets out something went wrong pre-snap and EB took them back into the huddle. I, and and you want to see that you need to correct these things out from the get go. And that's something that we're going to keep tabs on to see what's happening here because you know, EB's offense is not going to be simple. They're going to be running lots of stacks motion. There's going to be, you know, these, the uh, play actions, there's going to be things that, that, we haven't been used to seeing under Scott Turner that maybe you're more familiar with as the Andy Reed offense. So those are the things that are very exciting to see with this offense. Uh, One of the areas that Washington struggled last year was kickoff returns and even punt returns. And they're starting to do some work here. Matthew Paris tweets out, Washington is working on kickoff returns this morning. Players participating, Antonio Gibson, 
Dax Milne, Jahan Dotson, Danny Johnson, and Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle might make this roster at the back end of the wide receiver core if he can crack as a return specialist to boot, uh, maybe replacing a Dax Milne who's been used in that spot. But it's interesting to see Gibbs, Gibby and Dotson both receiving time, both also reportedly receiving some time in the punt return game. So there are some exciting things to watch there as we continue on. Uh, the commanders are starting to turn some heads. Tory Smith has tweeted out that the commanders are going to be better than some people think. And I, I'm starting to like the direction that people are realizing that Washington could be a sneaky win team. You, I, I like the optimism. I love the hope. I wonder if it's better that they fly under the radar or maybe we don't get our hopes up too much. We'll see how all of that works out. But I mean, there's a lot of good things going on. And some of those, by the way, are coming from Sam Howell and Terry McLaurin. Absolutely looking wonderful here. I mentioned that the stands were filled with fans today. And well, one of them, also a, a reporter of some sort, uh, came out there and ma made this video here. This is Mason Kinahan's video of Terry McLaurin just diving out for a catch. going to show this uh, a couple more times here, but Sam Howell throws an absolute laser here only to where Terry McLaurin can get it. And Terry McLaurin lunges out, grabs it one hand. He's horizontal to the ground as he pulls it into his body. The commanders themselves had tweeted out a video that a little bit cleaner, a little bit crisper, and you can just see how tight of a spiral that that uh, that ball is coming out of Sam's Howell. And th that's pretty excited. Terry McLaurin pretty excited on the, on the catch. The wide receivers, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, going around telling people that they believe in Sam Howell. And those are the things that we want to hear and see from our team as and from our QB as we go along. Because as you know, we've been keeping track of Sam Howell here on Ref the District. And uh, this is, as it stands now, with Stoner's uh, good and not good Sam Howell tracker. Uh, there's two good days and three not good days. Kind of, you know, mentioned other people are recognizing this as well is that today might have leaned towards the green side, but we'll get there in a moment because you have been talking to us about how you feel about the tracker. And it's been kind of fun to keep a uh, track here. Gary uh, mentioning how else can Sam discover what throws he can or cannot make at the NFL level, but to explore these things in camp, a lot of people not happy with the not good ratings. You know, we changed it from good and bad to good, and not good because there was enough, you know, uproar about the wording choice for there. But we here at Ref the District aren't the only ones who are recognizing that this offense isn't doing as well as it could. If you look at some of the other beat reporters, they're kind of telling you, John Kime, J.P. Finley, these guys are out there every day, and they've noticed that there's some struggles, and it's okay. There are going to be some struggles. This is a second-year player at learning yet another offense and trying to get comfortable, but you hear some of those good things. So just take some patience, but understand that's not, you know, just ref the district recognizing that maybe this offense has some work to do. It is still early. So we're going to keep track of it that way. Frankie upset with our rating yesterday said, I love y'all, but you're all wrong today. 
Sam Howell threw an interception, but he also threw a touchdown to Terry and the offense was moving the ball the second 11 v 11 session. That's true. There's going to be ups and downs of every practice. Today was no different. Even that touch or even that great catch by Terry technically was a dead ball play as Chase Young got to Sam Howell prior to Sam Howell getting that ball out. But you played to the whistle, and Sam Howell threw it, and it was an absolute laser, and that's a good thing. And so the offensive line is probably more of a concern to me than Sam Howell, but these are the things that need to develop. If you actually go back five years and look at what the beat reporters in Kansas City were saying about Patrick Mahomes, you would not figure this guy would be at the level he is. Now, Sam Howell isn't Patrick Mahomes, but there's still hope for what he can become, and we believe him in him here on ref the districts yes stoner is not the guy who is in love with sam howell but it's all right as green points out here stoner does not deserve to be in charge of the good and not good chart he has made it public that he does not believe in sam howell well i'm a howler and i'm the guy who's in charge of the sam howell tracker today and i'm with y'all i i you know i'm gonna bring you in fact i'm gonna bring you the fan edition of the sam howell tracker yeah, let's get that howling going as we got rid of the not good section entirely. And we've put down all good from the start of training camp. He's only been good since the start of training camp. This is your Sam Howe tracker fan edition. And it's not real realistic. Realistically, there have been some not good days in there, but that is again, okay. He did have a good day today as the offense started getting and clicking, and you're seeing some of the the things that EB wants to install. You're seeing where the offense flows one way and the ball goes back the other way. You're seeing Sam Howell apparently work some uh, shovel passes upside down and all the sorts of things that you'd see from Patrick Mahomes. These are exciting times to be a Commanders fan. And we hope that you'll join us and stay with us as we continue giving updates. But until next time, be a fan. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.